if the season is a marathon, then tonight would be the stretching. The Pittsburgh Steelers head on out to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their first ever exhibition match of 2023. Uh, the first preseason game of the season. Uh, it's about time. You know, I'm Daniel J. You're a Steel Curtain Network host. This is State of the Steelers, and we're talking about this game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight. I'm excited. It's been a long time. You know, the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers put on the uniform uh, was in early January where they beat the uh, Cleveland Browns in a game that I, I was I was at. And, you know, I say it with, you know, not so much you know excitement. is because although the Steelers got the victory that day, what they needed to happen with, uh, with Miami and the Jets did not work in the Pittsburgh Steelers' favor. And the Steelers' season ended that day. And did not get an opportunity to go into the playoffs to show, you know, how how much the Pittsburgh Steelers grew last season. And so tonight is the uh, not so much the official start. I think that happens in a few weeks, in my opinion. I think the title of that show will probably be, uh, you know, on your market set go or something like that. But, you know, this is the warm up. This is the stretching. And, and we'll get into it, you know, first and foremost. Uh, Mike Tomlin came out earlier and said that if healthy, you know, these starters are going to start. He stated, basically, if you're going to box, you need a spar. And I agree with him. You don't want to go into the season um, not having being in real game shape. It's one thing to play against, you know, your own team, but, you know, actually competing, you know, for 60 minutes or, well, yeah, for 60 minutes throughout the entire time of a football game, you know, without having prepared yourself or having some kind of ramp up, ramp up period, uh, it just screams, you know, possibility for like injuries and things of that nature. And so to me, I always thought it was probably uh, in the best favor, unless you have somebody who's, you know, up there, you know, who's who's in the, uh, you know, that you're trying to preserve and that you don't really need, like, for instance, like a Cam Hayward. I don't think Cam Hayward is a guy that needs to prove anything. Uh, I don't think he's a guy that needs to be out there during the, you know, the first game of preseason. I, I would want to see him get a couple of snaps or a couple of series throughout the entire preseason. But I just don't think the first game is is probably it there. But let's uh, let's break it down and I'll talk. We'll talk about what we're expecting out of these guys. We'll start off on the offensive side first. You know, wide receivers. Starting um, tonight is going to be uh, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, and George Pickens. Uh, I believe that these guys are all going to start. I know last season Deontay Johnson didn't start the first or didn't participate in the first preseason game, but I think that had more to do with his contract type of stuff that was going on, uh, more so than it was, you know, um, anything to do with you know him being a wide receiver one or deserving not to play. I think he's going to play this week or, or tonight, and I think the other guys are as well. I anticipate you know, George Pickens out of these guys probably to get more, uh, you know, more snaps offensively just because uh, Deontay Johnson's proven himself. He's been in the team for a while. Allen Robinson's also a proven veteran. You know, he's he's up there. He's a you know up there in age. So, in my opinion. He's not a guy that, you know, although needs to build, build chemistry, I don't foresee him being out there, for instance, uh, longer than what when Kenny Pickett is in there. I think once Kenny Pickett comes out, 
Allen Robinson and, and Deontay Johnson probably uh, come on out as well. Uh, George Pickens, I think, is going to play uh, a little bit more with with Mitch Trubisky, in my opinion. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what 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 he's what he's got, man. There's been a lot of hype coming out of training camp, right? And a lot of it has been uh, on the on the tail end of George Pickens going viral a few times. I want to see that happen in 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 stadium. Now I know we've seen the catch against the ball uh, against the Cleveland Browns last season. I want to see more of it. Now I'm not questioning his inability his ability to not do it. I just want to see it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this player and, and looking forward to what he's going to be able to bring uh, to this team this year. Now, when it comes to the uh, uh, interior line or you know the offensive line, I think that maybe perhaps Isaac Samalu, James Daniels, or a couple of guys that you're probably going to see get yanked out sooner than the other guys. I think they do play a driver, so. But uh, I think that Samalu and James Daniels do get out pretty quickly. I'm excited to see Dan Moore. You know, he's going to be going up against, you know, Shaquille Barrett at certain times if he ends up playing or participating. I'm not familiar with how the Buccaneers intend on, you know, utilizing their roster in week one of the preseason. But, you know, if he ends up coming out there, I think it's going to be a fair task. I, I think Shaquille Barrett moves around a little bit on both sides. So I think he'd be a formidable opponent against, you know, Dan Moore and Chicago four. But I really want to see what he's able to do against Dan Moore. You know, Dan Moore is in that battle for that left tackle position. You know, right now he's in the driver's seat against Broderick Jones. But you know, you don't go into the first round and move up, you know, to number fourteen for a left tackle. You know, a left tackle that on some boards was the uh, first overall tackle in this class of strong tackles, and you know, you don't you don't go and do that without having a um, without really, really thinking that this person um, is most likely going to end up getting the job, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, Dan Moore has the opportunity to, you know, fight him off or maybe perhaps, uh, you know, show that he's flexible enough to maybe one day or soon, you know, take over for the right tackle position in Chooks Core 4. But I don't know. We'll see how it works. Uh, I'm excited to see this battle. I think it's going to be an iron sharp, sharpening iron type of situation. I mean, you know, if we were to look at the first three games of the season, you know, Bosa, Crosby, Miles Garrett, you know, those are those are some very strong opponents to go up against. Now, that's not really something you you know you really don't want to throw out your left tackle rookie into that fire unless they're prepared and ready for it, right? Because going up against those kind of guys can really shake the confidence of a young player. And we have to remember, this is a guy that's going to be blocking for Kenny Pickett's blind side. And, you know, these are guys that, you know, these are opponents that are more than capable of getting to the quarterback. So, you know, best player that is available or the best player between these two guys should be starting, you know, regardless of experience, in my opinion. But experience does help, you know. Uh, so, is a third-year Dan more better than uh, a rookie Roderick Jones? We'll find out. I think t- tonight will be the first glimpse into that. Now, Kevin Dodson ended up getting injured this week. I think he's going to end up playing. It'd be uh, in his best interest to do so. You know, I think he's a guy that's, you know, he might be on the cusp of 
being a surprise cut, you know, and or trade, you know, if, you know, health prevails. I think that Nate Herbig is a guy that has been the primary backup on either side if uh, somebody goes down. And Kendra Green has rejuvenated his career, you know, not just as a fullback, but I think as a center. You know, I don't think that they're going to use utilize Kendra Green as a second second string center just because he has a limited role as a fullback in a in gimmick situations. I don't think so. I think if he's the second string center, that's because he's improved. You know, I think that when you look at Kendra Green, what do we know about? Him? We know about you know his first year as a rookie, which is a guy that didn't even dress last season, as Ben Roethlisberger stated on his podcast with a little bit of uh, a dig at the organization saying that, hey, you drafted this guy to be my center, and the year after he's gone, Ben Roethlisberger, that is, that center is not even dressing. Now, I, I disagree that the fullback position is the only reason why he would be uh, the second string center. I, don't, I think that if Ryan McCollum or, or Spencer Anderson was were better than Kendra Green at this point, that I think that they would be the second string center and Kendra Green would still be uh, playing this uh, gimmick role of uh, fullback. Now, if Kendra Green is a better, you know, third year center, um, you know, which you can only imagine that he would be. You know, last season, I think he didn't dress because it wasn't that he uh, was a, a terrible center. He's, he was trying to switch to a position of guard. And it, he was a worse guard than he was a center. So you also have to take an effect of who he was surrounded by, you know, his rookie year. You know, on either side of him was Kevin Dotson, who also had some, you know, injuries to deal with that season. I believe Trey Turner was on the opposite side. It just wasn't um, conducive. It wasn't the best, in my opinion, for um, for Kindergreen. The interior offensive line just was not good, and it wasn't good for for Ben Roethlisberger. I feel bad for him. You know, it was his last year. Uh, I think that maybe, perhaps, if he had a uh, better offensive line in front of him, I think Steelers can actually do a lot more in his last year. But it is what it is. Can't cry over spilled milk, right? And so in the running back position, like I said, I think Najee Harris is a guy that probably isn't going to get a lot of carries. I don't think we're going to see him in the running game. I'm excited to see what Jalen Warren does in a more of a, uh, you know, taking on that role and having more, you know, uh, rushing attempts with the uh, knowledge, you know, of the defense knowing that, you know, Jalen Warren isn't going to just be pass protecting. He's actually going to be running the ball. I'm excited to see that. I think he is as advertised, and I don't think there's going to be an issue with that. You know, he came into camp, you know, transformed his body, got bigger, got muscular, more muscular than what he was. I'm excited to see what he has. But Anthony McFarlane has been the buzz around camp. You know, he's been, uh, you know, his speed has been a dynamic tool that has you know, left the defense stumped to this point. They haven't had an answer for it from, you know, all indications. You know, I'm excited to see, you know, what Anthony McFarlane was, is able to do. Uh, you know, he was a product of Maryland, I believe, while he was there. Matt Canada was there. So, you know, he's not unfamiliar with what uh, the running game can be like under a Matt Canada coached offense. 
you know, you know, he, he's going to have to make the best of his opportunities. You know, when you have a guys like Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, that's going to in front of you, you're going to that's going to limit the amount of opportunities that Anthony McFarlane is going to have as a running back. So when he does get out there, he's going to have to make the most of it. He's going to have to make a couple of home runs. I mean, that's what he's here for, right? He's that home run hitter. He has the ability to take, you know, has that speed to take off and, and score touchdowns from anywhere on the field. We need to see that. We need to see that. Uh, listed as fullback is Connor Hayward, not Kendrick Green. <laughs> so I think Connor is going to be a Swiss Army knife this year. And a lot of people were, you know, have been asking, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers were really going to take, you know, keep four, you know, tight ends. You know, but if you look at it last year, the Steelers didn't keep four tight ends necessarily. They kept three tight ends and a and a fullback. They kept Derek Watt. They had Pat Fryer, with Zach Gentry, and Connor Hayward. If you replace Connor Hayward with Derek Watt, or vice versa, I mean, you replace Derek Watt with Connor Hayward and slide in Darnell Washington there, that's still four bodies occupying, you know, the tight end and fullback position. So I do think that all of these guys are going to make the team. Uh, Connor Hayward's going to be that Swiss Army guy, like I was saying. Uh, I think they're going to really use him in imaginative ways. And, I mean, just imagine a formation where Pittsburgh Steelers go out there with Connor Hayward and Kendra Green in the backfield, um, <laughs> you know, with, uh, I don't know, Hakeem Butler or or Miles um, Boykin as a receiver. Darnell Washington and Pat Frymouth. I mean, that's really heavy. I'd be looking forward to that. And you would expect that that, that push from that offense uh, should be able to get this, uh, you know, that offense five, six yards a carry pretty easily. But uh, I like Connor Hayward. I think he's going to have a fantastic year this year. I'm excited to see what, you know, how they're going to utilize him because uh, I think he's going to be all over the field. And, and he has a sneaky good way of um, – or he's sneakily good at catching the ball. He has great hands, and what he can do once he has the ball in his hand is, is pretty fantastic. Now, Kenny Pickett's going to play as well, and I think, I think he should get a quarter. You know, if, if I was running the team, uh, I would want – you know, there's three preseason games. I think at the, uh, the total end would be I would want my starters – or at least my starting quarterback, who's only in his second year. It's not like he's played, you know, five, six years. He's established. He hasn't even played a full season. You know, last year when he was his rookie year, um, what I mean by hasn't played a full season, he hasn't played a full season as a starter. Last year in his rookie year, at this point, I think he was, you know, QB3. Wasn't until, you know, week five or, you know, week four against the Jets in the middle of it where he saw action in week five when he became the starter. Uh, so, he he really doesn't even have a full year under his belt as a starter. So, you know, I personally would probably probably want to see uh, my second year quarterback play at least three quarters throughout the entire time. You know, a preseason three games, three quarters, one quarter in the first game, two quarters in the second. And I would treat the last game as a uh, um, you know game four preseason where majority of the starters sit in preparation for the starting you know for the year. Uh, behind him is Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. Uh, I think Mitch is probably going to be one of the more upper echelon, upper level backups of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers or of the NFL. 
He is starter capable, in my opinion. Mason Rudolph, he knows his offense. He's been in Matt Canada offense for three years now. Uh, he's had the longest tenure under Matt Canada as an offensive coordinator and as a Pittsburgh Steelers in whole. And so you know, I'm comfortable with this quarterback room. Tanner Morgan is a guy that I probably don't – maybe maybe the practice squad. That's probably as far as he goes. Now – as far as backup wide receivers go, I know I touched, I talked on the on the starters. Now I'm excited to see Calvin Austin. You know, we haven't seen Calvin Austin play uh, last season. He got injured right before preseason game, so we haven't seen him actually get out there. Uh, there are some, you know, back and forth, you know, things words coming out out of training camp about him. Some say he's playing well. Some say he's dropping the ball a lot. I don't know. We'll see how he does in stadium. You know, he's a guy that Sauce Gardner had once stated that was the toughest guy he had ever covered in college. You know, there's been a lot of viral clips of him taking over, you know, beating, you know, separating with his speed against the cornerbacks and the defensive backs of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to see it against other players. And tonight, our first opportunity. Another person I think that is having, from what I've heard, a good camp is Gunnar Oshesky. I think Gunnar's on the, you know, he's on that on that brink of not making the team. But if Calvin Austin truly does have an issue with his hands and uh, it's going to take him a little bit more time to get reacclimated to catching the football and or he's not the returner that we're expecting him to be or hoping he could be. And Hakeem Butler continues to look like uh, like he's non-existent. Then I think that there's a good opportunity that a Gunnar Olszewski or even a Cody White could end up making this team. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not too thrilled about you know another Gunnar Olszewski return game. We'll see though. We'll see. But uh, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the defense, and then I'm going to give my score prediction. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, check it out. Welcome back to the other side. I'm Daniel J. This is State of the Steelers on Still Curtain Network. And today we're talking about the warm-up game. We're talking about tonight's first you know, preseason game of the 2023 season and what to expect. But before we get back into the conversation, I want to remind you guys of a couple of things. First and foremost, don't forget on Mondays, myself, Shannon White, Shannon's coming back last week, big bro. Sko was, uh, you know, filling in for Shannon, who was on vacation. But uh, Big Bro Sko was um, filled in last week. But this week, Shannon White is back on The Hangover, 5 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. If you're not checking us out on YouTube, go check us out there. Uh, go live, 5 p.m. Eastern. It'll air out a little bit later on that day on uh, anywhere you get your audio podcast where you're listening to this now. Make sure you go check that out. Make sure you go check out the one from last week as well. This week, we're going to obviously be talking about the results of this game that is going on tonight against the uh, uh, Buccaneers as the Pittsburgh Steelers head on to Tampa Bay and take on the combination between Baker Mayfield, a familiar face, and Kyle Trask and the Buccaneers. Now, 
all indications are that Baker Baker Mayfield is in rare mid midseason form by throwing high amount of interceptions in practice. <laughs> you know, I'm excited to see what this defense can do against a, a former foe. You know, it's a uh, it's always a good game when the Pittsburgh Steelers take on Baker Mayfield. But let's talk about the Steelers. Let's talk about who I think is probably going to be limited in this game, if not played at all. And that's going to be starting off with Cam Hayward and TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, Minka hasn't really participated a lot this season, um, this preseason due to a family issue. Uh, So he's been he's missed a lot of training camp. And so I wouldn't be surprised because of how much time he's missed. The Pittsburgh Steelers aren't just going to throw him out there. You know, you're also looking at Cam Hayward. He's, you know, Cam Hayward's gotten up there in age. You know, he's proven that he is what he is and that he's a, um, you know, a potential and should be a future Hall of Famer. And he doesn't need to prove anything at this point. Let's, you know, I'd maybe have him out there for a series and call it in. And and also that goes for TJ Watt. You know, last year, TJ Watt missed a significant amount of time with an injury. He's you know, he ended up coming back, but he wasn't the same player. You know, I think that, you know, you don't want to, you want to err on the side of caution and not be over cautious at the same time. But at this point, you know, TJ Watt, he's taking time off. I mean, the, the year that he, uh, he ended up getting the uh, season sack record tie with 22 and a half sacks was the year that he was going through his contract situation uh, during the off season, and, and he he didn't participate in any of the preseason games or or whatnot. And you know, although he kind of did deal with a lot of like soft tissue issues that year, um, him missing time, although it affected his health, so to speak, didn't really affect his play. I mean, obviously he had twenty two and a half sacks, and it wasn't even in a full season because he took quite a bit of games off due to the fact that he was dealing with like growing and. And some other soft tissue issues. So, you know, in that season, TJ didn't participate much in training camp either. That's not been the same thing this year. He's he's played in training camp. He's done the Friday night lines. I'd keep in him a series. Minka, I wouldn't play at all. You know, the next guy that I think I'd probably expect to see get limited would probably be Patrick Peterson. Although he's brand new to the team, I think that he's a guy that, you know, He's a future Hall of Famer. He's a future gold jacket wearer. I don't. I don't think he needs to prove anything. Uh, not at this uh, point. Put him in there for a series, maybe to get him accustomed. You know, he does need to build that camaraderie. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that I would say doesn't need any preseason pra- uh, play. I think he does just because he is new to the team, and there are a lot of new pieces in the secondary. So I think he'd be the next guy. Uh, everybody else, I'm saying, you know, you play him a quarter. You know, maybe Larry Ogunjobi's a guy. Also, Alex Highsmith probably comes out also after that. But I, I would like to see a lot of these guys play some significant time. Now, who I'm excited to see afterwards, you know, once the, the starters are out and you know, get a second look. I want, I want, well, Quan Alexander, he's been listed as a backup, but I'm excited to see what he brings. He's been newly added to the team, and there's been a lot of buzz coming out of training camp about how he's been hitting hard and being fast. And you know, I'm excited to see what he's got. Um, you know, Elijah Riley, nickelback, slot cornerback. Sometimes, you know, he can play some safety. 
He's also been playing on the special team. So he's my dark horse, you know, prior to the uh, training camp. I stated that this was a guy that I was going to say was my uh, surprise player to make the 53. And sure enough, as soon as training camp starts, he's picking off passes, intercepting quarterbacks, and being a menace and making me look like a very smart man. Um, But Elijah Riley, I'm excited to see what he's able to bring. You know, last season in very limited play, you know, he was able to, you know, be noticeable and not in a bad way, in a good way. You know, he was defending passes. He was playing special teams. And he was a guy that made best of his opportunities, in my opinion. So that's kind of the reason why I felt that he might have a breakout year this year. And sure enough, it really does seem like this, you know, training camp that he's been a camp darling. He's listed behind, you know, Shannon Sullivan. But Sullivan isn't a guy that I think, um, you know, Elijah Riley can't, can't beat in my opinion, you know, so I'm excited to see him. Uh, you know, obviously everybody's excited to see the rookies play and, you know, Joey Porter Jr. Being out there, I think is going to be awesome to see. I want to see how physical he is and, and you know, I want to see him shut down some, some receivers, you know, Nick Herbig, he's been a name that has been going through, through camp like crazy, you know, He's a guy that I was a, you know, I'll eat my crow. I was a little bit skeptical because of the, his overall size and length. You know, I thought maybe perhaps the Pittsburgh Steelers were acquiring him with the, uh, the thought of transitioning him into the off-ball linebacker, interior linebacker position. But, man, all indications are this guy's got a motor. This guy don't quit. He's got heart. He's out there doing things you wouldn't expect. Now, I don't think he's ever going to be like, you know, TJ Water, Alex Highsmith. I don't think that's not where I think he's going to go. But I definitely think that this guy can be disruptive. And the fall off for when an Alex Highsmith or TJ Watt comes out of the game isn't going to be that high. You know, in the last couple of years, it has been, whether it's been, you know, um, Jameer Jones or a bunch of these other guys who just, you know, didn't make it on the team, you know, Reed. It just, it it just didn't, it didn't cut it. It wasn't to the standard, nowhere near. And from all indications are Nick Herbig is a guy that can um, not allow that drop off to be so big. Marcus Golden is a guy that I think a lot of people were thinking, um, could be that guy also that could play a lot of snaps and there not be that drop off so far in camp from what I'm understanding. It's, you know, I think Nick Herbig has had a better camp. Uh, let's see. Let's see what, what happens in stadium. Uh, I'm excited to see that matchup. Uh, Isaiah Loudermilk is another player that I think has to have a big year. You know, the last couple of years he's underperformed in my opinion. Uh, I think this is a big year for him and, it has to be a big year for him. He needs to step up at this point. The development has been put in. You know, he's taken the time. The Steelers have invested in him. It's time to get that return. Now, Keanu Benton is listed number three on the depth chart. I I, I think he's probably going to get quite a bit of play uh, compared to the guys in front of him, Artavius Adams and Brandon Fioko. Um 
I think Keanu Benton probably plays more just because he's a rookie and they need to catch him up to speed. He's also a guy that has been a little bit of a concern out of coming out of camp. You know, he hasn't, he ended up losing. <laughs> now, this could be a good thing or a bad thing, you know, it depends on how, you know, your perspective there. But he ended up losing a couple of, you know, one on ones with Kendrick Green. You know, Keanu Benton is a larger man. Uh, Kendrick Green, his weakness was going up against larger men. You know, larger men in stature, and he was apparently, from all indications, was uh, Kenny Green handled him fairly well. So, I don't know, maybe perhaps it's because of a constant battle, and you know, they know each other. I don't know, you know, from practice, you know, there was Dan Moore always played well against you know, uh, Alex Highsmith in practice, you know, years behind previous. I think this year Alex Highsmith is taking it to another level and no one's stopping him. He is a man on a mission. But I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch this game. If you guys are on YouTube, go check me out at uh, I have another channel called State of the Steelers. I'll actually be doing a play by play commentary on the game tomorrow uh tonight, I'm sorry. Um on my channel, go check it out. Now, as far as my prediction of the game, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this game. I like the Steelers quarterback group as a whole over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers group. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Pittsburgh Steelers win this game 23 to 13. In a game that, you know, Tampa Bay really doesn't keep close until the end. But. And to be honest with you, this is just preseason, so that's more of a, I think I got a better chance of getting a full, uh, uh, you know, a uh, coin flip right than I do about you know picking a game in preseason. But I'm excited for this year. This is the, uh, it's about to start, y'all. It's time to get excited. Well, with that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for me. i see you guys on Monday on The Hangover. We'll see you then. Peace.